Welcome to the second week of June, and welcome to the Driving You Crazy podcast. I am one half of the podcast team. I am the traffic anchor for Denver 7 News. I'm Jason Limber. And I feel a very important role as the pedestrian advocate here on the Driving You Crazy podcast. I'm Joseph Peters. Too many scooters that aren't being driven by people and are instead in creeks and in the, creek? middle of the sidewalk. Did you see the picture I sent no, you? No, I didn't. Yeah, it was right in the middle of Cherry Creek on my walk home. Somebody <laughs> had just tossed a lime scooter in there. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, does that person, you think, will be charged for the, the the wetness of the lime scooter? We should reach out to Lime about that. I'd be very curious to see what their rationale is. But my question is, did he get to his destination? He asked for a water with lime. <laughs> All right, that was horrible. I'm sorry. Did he get to his destination? I don't know. Do you think he was probably drinking? Probably. Well, so we've talked about this in the newsroom, how you can just like drag race on, when you're drunk on a Saturday night and like find five of the scooters and line them up and just go <laughs> down yeah. Denver. We, uh, I was coming in at 3.30 this morning, and there's this condo building, this newer one right here, right next to the building, and they have, I don't know, it's what, six floors, six stories, something like that? Well, mm-hmm. anyway, on about the fifth floor on the corner apartment, they have a balcony, and there were, I don't know, three or so guys up there still yapping it up yep. at 3.30 in the morning. That sounds about right, yeah. What are I, they doing up there? I want you to know, I thought you were going to say that they had just taken the scooter and parked it on their balcony, which <laughs> seems kind of genius, right? Like, not the worst <laughs> idea I've ever heard. I wouldn't have been surprised. By the way, if you didn't know, since we're talking about, you know, drinking and scootering and stuff, drunk driving, it does include things like scooters and lawnmowers or attractors. And horses. Oh, a motorized bicycle passed me on the sidewalk yesterday. That's not allowed on the sidewalk, right? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I mean, he was cruising, man. Like, it, it, I, I understand why it would need to be there because there's not really anywhere else for it to go. But that, at a certain point, it stops being a bicycle and it's just a motorcycle. Well, see, when we do away with all the RTD buses... Because oh. the buses will go away because we'll just keep the light rail, and the buses will go away because of all the self-driving cars and that sort of thing. So I think the bus system is really on on its way out in the next 10 to 15 years. We can have dedicated, we can turn the bus lanes into bike slash uh, scooter lanes. So you're thinking it's going to be more like a van system, right? It's not it'll really be a vans, bus so much. It's just a van. It'll be that or on-demand stuff, yep. and that that's the way it'll go. Anyway, a woman in Australia, she was charged for riding a horse... From her home to a local pub while she was a bit drunk. How drunk, you might be asking, Joseph? I, I was asking. Were you? Yes. Four times over the legal limit. I mean, better on a horse than on a car. <laughs> you would think so, because at least the horse was driving. Uh, police were called when the 51-year-old woman tried to ride the horse through a liquor store drive through <laughs> Uh, police say she appeared to be, quote, heavily intoxicated, was not acting nicely towards them while she was riding the horse and drinking from a bottle of wine. They arrest people for that? Uh, yes, apparently That's they do. That's going to ruin a lot of bachelor parties <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> she had a blood alcohol reading of 0.226%. That is a lot. Uh, that's really up there. The horse was walked back to the police station and taken back to the stalls. Let me tell you about Brendan Ritson. Good old Brendan. Oh, good. Okay. He's a passenger. Where was a passenger? On a Royal Caribbean South Pacific cruise. Sydney to Fiji. He claimed that his holiday was ruined by the person in the cabin next door because of the excessive snoring. Brendan says that it was so bad... He demanded a full refund of the $3,270.29 cruise fare he paid. Now, Royal Caribbean said, uh, no, we're not going to give you a refund. So he went to court, and the court said no because they said, Brendan, his refusal to move to a different room on the cruise ship was, quote, unreasonable. There is more to the story. Let's go. Because, as Paul Harvey would say, now the rest of the story. Who is Paul Harvey? Did you just say that? I did. Did you just ask me who is Paul Harvey? You had to know that I wasn't going to know who Paul Harvey was. Paul Harvey was radio when radio was radio. Oh, so like Casey Kasem. Oh, bigger than Casey Kasem. Okay. Bigger than he was he was radio. He did these 5 minute, you know, now you know the the um uh, the next not the next. What am I thinking of? Um the rest of the stories. These little five-minute vignette kind of things. Mm-hmm. 
and then he also did these 15-minute little news things okay. at noon every day. And it, was be, it would be played. I mean, that's all he did, these 15-minute things. And when I was at this little radio station outside, of, it wasn't in Statesboro. I think it was in Swainsboro, Georgia. Anyway, the, the GM, when he hired me, he said, you can do what you want. Basically, here's the button. Here, this get this on the air. And the thing you don't want to mess up ever is Paul Harvey. He goes, if you mess up Paul Harvey once, you're gonna you're, you're fired. You don't mess up Paul Harvey. Okay. Look him up. Don't mess with Paul Harvey. Anyway, Paul Harvey. Uh, he he, the late great Paul Harvey, by the way. All right. Uh, now on the first night, Brendan and his partner found a water leak on their inside cabin. Okay. They complained and were upgraded to a larger and more expensive exterior double cabin. That's pretty nice. Okay. It's really nice. However, a mother and daughter were moved into the cabin right next door three nights later, and they were the problem for this guy. He said that his new neighbors were, quote, very loud, and they snored, spoke loudly, argued, and used offensive language. Well, rats. So he complained again to the crew staff, and they offered to move him, this time back to another inside room that was the same one they originally booked. But after tasting the good life of having a balcony cabin, a nicer cabin, he refused, saying that he didn't want to be, quote, downgraded. So so he was upgraded for free, got upset with his upgrade. The, the cruise ship the, said, we're going to downgrade you, but we'll make it right. And he said, mm, don't think so. Once you have a taste of that balcony cabin, the outside cabin, you, you don't want to go back to a windowless inside cabin. Those inside cabins are the worst, man. They're, they're, no, I see, and I've never stayed in one of those. I have had the room with a porthole. But most of my cruise experiences, I think eight uh, uh, other cruise uh, experiences, have been with the balcony. Oh, okay. And that's the way I like. That's the way I like to cruise. I wouldn't mind going back to the porthole, but I'm not gonna. Have you ever had the cruise genie experience? What's the cruise genie? So basically, if you are enough of a high roller, you get put into like sequestered quarters, right? Like you're you're set away from everybody else. This is where like Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, those oh, type okay, of guys yeah. stay. But they have butlers who are known as genies and their entire job is to literally make anything appear if you ask for it. So if I order, say I want steak with a side of sauteed octopus, their job is to find me the steak and the octopus. Nice. If I say I want to watch Jerry Maguire on a 72-inch television, their job is to find me the DVD of Jerry Maguire and the 72-inch television. Very nice. See, when, I, when I've been on, like, celebrity cruises, I've been on their uh, concierge class, which was nice. That was for my honeymoon. Okay. And, and, you know, you get a little upgraded stuff. They make the silly animals there and the towels and then put them on your yep. bed yep. and give you a little uh, snacks and stuff at, in the evenings. And Now, you're just talking about Celebrity Cruise Line, right? Well, you yeah, didn't go yeah, see yeah. an actual Celebrity Cruise, like the Paula Deen No, yeah, cruise. no, it's called Celebrity Cruise. It's a Celebrity Cruise Line. It is funny how many washed-up people, I guess Paula Deen's not that washed-up, have their own cruises, right? And oh, these- yeah, no, they have those... Um, uh, themed cruises. Yeah, well, and they like tag along to the regular cruise, right. right? So you get on a Royal Caribbean, you're expecting just a regular old cruise, and then you find out there's this little pocket of Paula Deen fans that right. paid for the full experience, and they're watching her batter a chicken with beer, butter, and breadcrumbs. There's a lot of radio hosts. Mike Rosen here, when I was working with him at KOA, he used to have a cruise that he would have these meetings with his listeners, and they'd get a dis- special Mike Rosen discount, and, and other radio people, they do the same thing, Hold but up. just the same thing. No, they have what? Really? Oh, yeah. A KOA guy was having... Oh, yeah. A KOA guy was doing these cruises, and they would sell a bunch of these cabins, like to go to Alaska or go to whatever. Chase. And usually, see, the, here's the deal. Those guys, the radio guys, are getting this cruise for free because basically they are selling it right, uh, and then you get these these uh, other yahoos to get on the cruise with you, and then all you you're working, air quotes there, because you're going to hold a seminar or two, uh, maybe go on an excursion or two, and but you're basically as a radio guy getting a free cruise out of it. We screwed up, man. We should be. Doing oh no, that. no, no! I was. I believe me. When I was in radio, I was doing all kinds of great sponsorships. That's where the money is. The money is in when you hear all these people, especially at KOA, talking, yelling, you know, about their uh, their carpets and the windows and the and the whatevers. They're getting paid. Well, okay, I can I can talk to you out there well. about how much they're getting paid. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, back to the celebrity cruise or this uh, Royal Caribbean cruise. So the next day, when Brendan 
he uh, he he complained to the staff again, right? So he was he was going to be downgraded. He said, "No, I don't want to. I want to stay in this nicer room." So the crew staff told Brendan that another cabin was available for him, and he said, "Well, you know what? I'll I'll just let you know." So they've made several offers here to to make this right for for him. What happened next? is that he complained to the crew staff again about the snoring neighbors and the noise. And it was so intrusive that he and his partner were just kept awake all night long. And on the final day of the cruise, he was again offered a new cabin by the crew staff. But he claimed that at this point, his holiday was already wrecked. So the court found that while the noise from the neighbors may have been disruptive, the cruise management had not failed to to give him quality service and tried to accommodate him a bunch of times. So this guy serial complainer didn't get what he uh, wanted. I think the cruise line paid off the judge. You think so? Definitely. That's where the money is, man. There's so much money in cruises. There's no doubt in my mind that the cruise line paid off the judge. I will. I've already booked a cruise, the next one, in January. Don't get into a dispute with them that winds you I will not, and it will be on Royal Caribbean. It's actually going to be on the Symphony of the Seas. There we go, It is the largest cruise ship. It just started sailing last month. Uh, it is uh, right now the largest cruise ship on the ocean. Okay, four water parks, three casinos, two five star oh, it, restaurants. Oh, it'll, be, it'll be fantastic. You want you ready to talk about my boy Elon Musk? Oh, I love him. Uh, Tesla, our favorite company, employs forty six thousand people, and now they're firing about forty one hundred of them. And we talked about this earlier, like a few months back, that Musk was going to flatten his management structure at Tesla, and he was going to make it so he was empowering the employees. And these people that he's laying off is mostly targeting uh, higher-paid salaried workers, and he's going to leave alone the hourly factory-type jobs, right? So basically, I mean, we laid it out for you. Here's the cynical view. Musk decided to fire all of his brain power, keep the grunts, so that he could keep producing cars, so he could try to salvage something out of his company, which his basically never been profitable and not only has never been profitable but has been historically not profitable right the layoffs were always coming the guy's constantly behind on his on getting his cars to people on time and now he has to cut staff it just seems like another excuse for a company that can't get its act together no it it it, they are having problems and without any of the tax incentives like i got for my volt if you don't have those uh incentives to bring the price of those cars down, you're not going to sell any of them. Mm-hmm. Because when I first bought the original Volt back the 2014 one, uh, that was a incentive of 7,500 bucks from the uh, federal government, and then it was another four or five thousand dollars from the state. Right. So that forty five thousand dollar car, and that's what brought the price down when I leased that first one. It brought the price down to a ridiculous level where I was paying like hundred and fifty dollars a month. Yep. For this car, because they thought the residual value was going to be held because of these electric cars, and they're not. They're not being now. The Teslas do have some residual value, but they're just not selling enough of them. Well, and like you can't be a boutique car maker in this day and age, right? I mean, th- th- this is trying. This is a company that is trying to sell itself on customizing everything to the customer specifications and making sure that we are the elite, the cream of the crop. They're trying to sell themselves as like the top end three hundred thousand dollar per vehicle type car but in reality their their competition is beamers and benzes and things of that nature and cars that are more affordable for the middle class or at least more attainable right and if i'm in the middle class why am i going to go out of my way to purchase a tesla when i probably don't have anybody who can do work on the car within 20 miles of me you have to go to a certain dealership because they won't work on these electric cars and now i'm stuck yeah you know and i overpaid for a car that is not as good as Teslas are, and they're fine, and if that's your cup of tea, go for it. But what makes a Tesla better than a BMW? What makes a Tesla better than a Mercedes? And why would yeah. I go out of my way to spend the money on a Tesla, which is a much more obnoxious investment? I could just get a Mercedes instead. Because I think the people that buy those cars specifically do it because of the brand mm-hmm. and because it's an electric car where they think that they're probably saving the planet. Because you can buy a much nicer car for less money right? Uh, and just fill it up with gas. Like you said, the Mercedes, the BMWs, the Volvos, whatever. And and, and I know for me, I, with, with my Volt, I don't have to charge it. Yep. That's why I bought it. It's because I don't have the range anxiety. And I know a lot of people who do have electric cars, because they talk to me when they see the Volt and they ask me about it. Right. And they say, well, what about, uh, you know, how does that work? How does this work? How do you fill it up? Because they'll see me at the gas station. 
and they and they say, I thought this was electric. Well, it is, but I I don't have I could just keep driving it forever because I can keep filling it up with gas. Yep. You can't do that with a Tesla, even though they say they have these high charging, fast charging stations. You still have to park somewhere for a while. It's like my cable and uh, satellite TV at home. Mm-hmm. I want to get rid of the Direct TV. I just want to get because I like watching stuff. I on my Roku, and I'm I'm all about you ready stuff to cut on the, the cord. I yeah. I want to cut the cord. My wife does not because she still enjoys the spoon fed. This is what's on TV is what I'm going to watch system. There's something to that. The, the, she that's what she prefers. I prefer the on demand. I can watch stuff now live because I uh, have the Roku and I have all these things. But she wants to have it the old way. I still think that's what most people, when it comes to driving and fueling, mm. have that same mentality. They want to be able to just go to the gas station, spend three or four minutes putting their gas in the car. It's a simple process. Put your card in, turn on the pump, fill up your car. Off you go, and you're going for another 350 miles. You know you're going for right. you're, you're going for at least another week and a half or so, or a week of driving. You don't have to stop for a half an hour, yep. even with the fast charging stations. You don't have to charge for 45 minutes or an hour to get your car going again for another couple hundred miles. Well, and here here would be the point that I'd want to put on it is that Musk is a guy who built all of his companies based on a reputation. Right, a reputation for being environmentally friendly, maybe, or environmentation, a, a reputation of just plain being cool. And yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's a cool car, and it's Tesla's cool reputation. Technology. It's his reputation in the spacecraft industry. It's the same reputation that he thought was going to get him to build the Hyperloop. The problem is that I don't think people think Tesla and think cool anymore, or at least not as many as used to. And I think that reputation is going to continue taking a hit as people stop reading the stories about how great Tesla is as a vehicle and how great they are as how great their automakers are, and they start reading more articles about how they can't hit deadlines, how they can't turn a profit, things like that. It's the same thing that happened with Chipotle when. Chipotle first broke onto the national scene. They had this great reputation. They had the best burritos. And that reputation gets chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. And you're left hanging your hat on the product. And I just don't think Tesla's product is going to be there once that reputation evaporates. Especially for uh, Chipotle when you start poisoning people. Well. I mean, that's bad. Now, Tesla hasn't started poisoning people, but they also have touted their automation uh, technology, self-driving technology, and then you have several significant wrecks because of it. Right. Um, so that's a little bit of a setback. But the price, it's well. overall the price of these cars. They're nice cars, but I still wouldn't buy one because of the range anxiety that I would have, and I don't have to worry about charging it up every night. You're basically fueling it every day, and that gets tiresome. Yep. You know? 100%. So do you think Seth Rogen has a Tesla? Oh. Who do you think like celebrity people have? Te- do you think oh, they all Seth have- Rogen's too cool for a Tesla, man? You can't hotbox a Tesla, first of all. So I would say more like a Gwyneth Paltrow might have a Tesla. Okay, she seems like a very good candidate. Uh, James Franco, def- James Franco definitely has a Tesla. Jennifer uh, Aniston, maybe. Eh, but I, I don't think she drives much. I feel, I feel like she probably has one of those George cars that's Clooney. comfortable to ride in the backseat. George seat. Clooney would have a Tesla. Clooney's got something nicer than a Tesla. Clooney yeah. I could see in a slingshot, man. <laughs> have you seen these slingshots? No. What is this? Oh, God. Google it for all the view- listeners at home. Slingshot's a three-wheeled, like low to the ground. It looks like the Batmobile. Oh, I, I probably have seen You've it definitely then. seen them around town once or twice. and been like, what is that? Well, I actually Googled it, and it's a slingshot, and they're... Oh, my God, they're beautiful. I, I mentioned Seth Rogen because I, I wonder if he's the public transit hero we need. Is he? Well, that's the question because we, uh, we've we all heard by now the sexual misconduct accusations against Morgan Freeman, right? Yep. Well, he was signed on to be the voice of Vancouver's TransLink train system as part of an ad campaign for Visa this summer because, you know, he was the voice of Visa, but they quickly dropped him. Uh, after these accusations came out, just like everybody else who has the accusations, right. all the companies run away like they're on fire. Uh, well, as the voiceover uh, is now open for anybody, I suppose, to take over, right? The Translate system says they needed a new voice, and Seth Rogen says he's available. I mean, I'm available, too. You are also available. That's I true. am available. I have no... Real connections to Canada, except I grew up in Detroit, and I used to listen to uh, radio stations in Canada. There you go. I've been to Canada. Um, I used to watch the CBC. I also used to watch the CBC. And uh, Great program called Little Mosque on the Prairie when I was growing up. Uh, Hockey Night in Canada. Remember that? A little more popular. So, uh, 
<laughs> the reporter from uh, the Vancouver Sun, it's that person that suggested the well-known Vancouver native, Seth Rogen, as the potential fill-in for the former voice of God, Morgan Freeman. Okay. So she tagged Rogan on a Twitter message saying that he needs to do it, and he actually responded, offering himself up, saying, if they need a replacement now, hit me up. That's quite the different voice from Morgan Freeman to Stoner Guy. You know who else would probably be willing to do it? Ryan Adams. <laughs> Is he Canadian? I have no idea where he's from. I'm telling you that. <laughs> I do know he's coming to the Denver 7 Studios for a little Wednesday night weather forecast. So. That uh, song he created for Denver 7? Not Great. It was great. It was, <laughs> it was one of the best songs I've ever heard, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there are other Canadian actors that could. Well, how about, how about uh, Justin Bieber? Sure. I don't think Canada wants to take credit for him. Jim Carrey. Donald Trump. He's not Canadian. That's fine. Uh, Ryan Gosling. (laughs) Not really known for his voice. Joshua Jackson. How about him? Eugene Levy. Hold on. Let's go back to Joshua Jackson for a second. Do people know who Joshua Jackson is? I don't know. Maybe. Do you know who Joshua Jackson uh, is? You know him if you see him. Right. Charlie Conway, right? Mighty Ducks. That's where I know Joshua Jackson. He's done... Countless projects. How about, how about Norm McDonald? Oh. He's Canadian. Oh. Why not Trebek? Alex Trebek is Canadian. Trebek would be a good one. Um, Rick Moranis, he's Canadian. Does he do anything in No, he doesn't. Good for uh, him. Mike Myers, he could do it, and he could do it with different voices. He could do it in his gong show character. See? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Everybody loves Ryan. All the women love Ryan Reynolds. Men love Ryan Reynolds, too. Ryan Reynolds is great. Uh, Caroline Ray is Canadian. Did you know that? Are we just listing Canadian people at this? I guess I knew that we were just listing Canadian How about William Shatner? He's Canadian? Yes. Martin Short. He could do it. Okay. How about about the Prime Minister? No. No. What about Rob Ford? Oh, no, he's dead. Oh. That's too bad. That's too bad. Can we just, like, take clips of Rob Ford talking in the past (laughs) and put them together and, like, robotize Rob Ford? Coming up, the car vending machine, it's a thing, and it's expanding. Oh, Don Cherry. Don Cherry. He'd be a perfect choice. There you go. That and so much more as the Driving You Crazy podcast continues. That green screen try to remember all the towns I just seen them like Denver, Slice of Heaven, Turn on the Tube, Watch Denver 7. Colorado, a slice of heaven, turn on the TV, Denver 7. Here's a reason to watch Denver 7 every morning. We always have the latest information you need to help plan your day for your whole family. Uh, We've got a full team of reporters that are here around the clock all night long making sure we can advance stories so you know how these things affect you and your family uh, that happen across. It could be a Broncos victory. It could be something about a road being closed or something that affects you and your kid at school. Mitch Jelnicker, only on Denver 7. I'm always working a day ahead, so it's it's not the breaking news. And there are times where I'm like, oh man, I wish I could be out there and, and doing those stories, but getting those characters involved and finding the reasons to make people care, whether it's in the garden with a bunch of little, like, five-year-olds, doing stories that are in the community and you're getting to know people. I think that's the most important because so often people say, well, where did you get that story idea? The best story ideas that I do are from people in the community. After meeting them or saying, hey, reach out to me if you have an idea. And they're these ones that people care about and you can tell that when you're telling it. Connor Wist, only on Denver 7. Welcome back to the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast presented to you by Ryan Adams. No, not really. That's too bad. <laughs> that's too bad. I still, I you know, I just, I, I never, I, maybe that's the problem. I never really have heard his music. It's great. It is? Yeah. 
Celine Dion. Celine Dion Canadian. is Canadian. <laughs> uh, Shania Twain. Is she Canadian? Uh, she is also Canadian. Did you know Keith Urban is Australian? Yes. It blows my mind every time. He sounds like the perfect South Carolinian. That's why on he's records. married to What's Her Bucket, um, the Nicole Kidman. Oh, there you go. Oh. Uh, it, <laughs> so I was just in a very hot place over the weekend. Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, woof. I actually had some great beignets. So there was this uh, old converted gas station turned restaurant. Cajun food, Creole food, great beignets. The guy actually had a relative of some sort here in Denver, and he was telling me he was looking for a place. He found this old gas station in uh, outside of Boulder, okay. and he wanted to buy it, but the price tag made his mouth drop to the floor, so he didn't do it. So I was there for the United States Baton Twirling Central Regional Championships. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Yes, it is. My girls did pretty well. They were both twirling. Mm. They had some events that they were in. Anyway, it was mid-90s, high humidity, hot at night. I mean, it doesn't even ever cool down at night. No, Shreveport's rough, man. And, it, and that humid, humidity is what's going to get you. And the poor town, because there was no... Friday night, we're driving. I'm not kidding. It was 6.15 or so after we had dinner. We landed on the in the evening, went over uh, to the grocery store, uh, went over, got dinner, driving over to the hotel in downtown. And this is a, a, a Friday night. No traffic. None. Zero. Zero rush hour. I mean, there's more traffic on a Sunday morning in Denver than there was in all of Shreveport on Friday night. Doesn't it make you pine to move to one of those small towns? Or smaller. You wouldn't call Shreveport small, but smaller. It was sad because there was so much potential there. Uh, They have the river. They have these casinos. They have... um, but the downtown area was really a blight. They had a lot of businesses had been moved out, and it just, I mean, they had potential. You know what else has potential? Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> There's another one. Wayne Gretzky. Uh, a different kind of hot than, than Colorado, that, 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 the Louisiana hot, right? Yep. It's more dry here. And even though it was hot, it wasn't hot enough in either place to melt traffic lights. That's kind of crazy hot. Yes, I would agree with that. That's how hot it was recently in parts of Mexico before Hurricane Bud comes to cool them down. Now, what I saw were pictures of some traffic lights with that curved plastic shield that hangs over the red and yellow and and green parts. Mm -hmm. They were melted like they were in the microwave. That's insane. I saw another light where the rectangular cover that goes around the entire traffic light box, it buckled in the heat. It was just... It was all mangled. It, huh. it really did look like it was sitting under the hot sun on the pavement, just just melting away. Well, and there's not really a fix for that either. You got to completely take out the light box and put in a new one. They say the temperatures were around 120 degrees. That's ridiculous. That's really in a part of the world where air conditioning isn't as prevalent as it is in Las Vegas. Right, a lot fewer shirts, basically, is what it comes down <laughs> to. A lot of people wearing less clothes in an area like that, so that you can try to cool off a little bit. I mean, that, that 110, 120 degree heat is just tough. But to, to melt a traffic light? You step outside and it feels like you're in a microwave, to your point. So it makes sense that objects would be ha- re- react as though they were in a microwave. I like warm. I, I even like hot, but not crazy hot like that. Um, but, you know, they're going to be flooded out here with uh, Hurricane Bud rolling over the Baja. We, we hopefully will get some of that... Moisture to put out all our fires here in... Uh, Fingers crossed. Bring this, on Bud. This Bud's for you. Uh, Tesla. We just talked about Tesla. But they are the uh, last car maker really to make a big change in the way we buy new cars. Even though... Even though nobody buys their cars. Nobody is buying their cars. They really have changed the way, though, people have been buying their cars. Because they have... They, they don't follow the dealership model. And maybe this is part of their problem. I don't know. But they have... You know, a store in the mall, like here in, in the south side of town, they have a, a, one of those little storefronts. Like you would be going to the Bath and Body Works um, or the Yankee Candle. They have a store where you can go in there and, and shop for a Tesla. Um, it, it's Because it's, most of us hate going to the dealership. Correct. Most of us hate it. Right. I, I mean, and, Doing the haggling and all that crap. Well, and you buy everything else online, too. It's right. like That's why these apps like AutoTrader, I mean, we've done stories on these in the past, but that's why they're so convenient is because you can just click, boom, there's my price, we're good to go. We don't talking have to have to, any negotiation. And, and talking to these people, the, the dealers, salespeople, you don't you get that icky feeling sometimes? It's just, oh, my, I don't know why. One of these clowns told my dad not too long ago that he was trying to get my dad to not ask for a lower price. He's like, come on, John, 
You got to help me hit my commissions on. I know. That's, that's like, get the hell out of here. I don't my, care about I'm your I'm not commission. here to help you. That's the, that's, it's, it's the worst. That's why I like to buy my stuff on Amazon. Yep. Or eBay. You just, you bu- you find it, you buy it, you click it, and, and it's shipped to your house. I mean, that's the way I like it. Yep. Give me a selection of colors and features at a set price, and bam, just hit the send button and deliver it to me in two days. Maybe a coupon or a promo code can help me out. I don't know. With a car, you can even drive it to me. Yeah. I don't care. It's, right. it's mine now. Just let me know how much it costs. Mm-hmm. Well, Ford and a Chinese car maker, Alibaba, are teaming up to explore new ways to redefine, they say, how, commuter, how consumers purchase and own vehicles. They plan on doing this by using two fully automated vending machine stores. Yep. The entire transaction is designed to be handled online. No human interaction whatsoever. So let's say you, you see one of these cars you like. It's, and if you see one on the street, they have an app, right? You take a picture of it, of the car you like. Uh, the special app then has a, 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 it finds the car. And then right there, you can schedule a test drive. So you do that by filling out some info. You snap a selfie of you know yourself. Right. Uh, send it in with the app, and then you head to the nearest location so they can verify your identity with the facial rec- recognition technology. And then the best part is your selected car will be automatically delivered from a giant three-story dispenser, and then you get a three-day test drive. And if you like the car, you can purchase it through the phone or return it and schedule another test with a different car. Fascinating. Yes, kind of dumb, and they and well, they offer different brands, so it's not just one. Spit, so you can get, let's say, a Toyota or a Subaru or a Volvo or whatever. So you could try all of these different cars, mm. and it, and unlike when a customer gets gets to a traditional dealership, you're just driving a Ford or a GM or a or a whatever. Well, you don't have to take somebody with you, right? It's not like taking a no. car. It's not like test driving a car at the dealership where you got somebody in the passenger seat trying to like cough when you hit a bump so you don't hear all the, th- no, the stuff No, there are some underneath. good credit requirements uh, and some other requirements, but you can test drive up to five different cars within two months. Wow. And you can only try each vehicle out one time. So it's not. So they're trying to limit people from pretending that they need a you know, like they're going to buy a car and just than basically getting a car for free for three days. Well, yeah, I mean, like, but five t- five cars over a two month period, you get each of them for three days. You're talking about 15 days out of a 60 day period. I mean, you can figure that out. Now, there's already an online auto retailer. It's called Carvana. They operate 11 car vending machines across the United States. They have them in Nashville and San Antonio and Houston, Austin, Dallas, Raleigh, Jacksonville, Tampa, Charlotte. Oh, the country. Yes. So mostly they're in Texas and Florida and the Carolinas. Okay. There are no salespeople. They have a small staff just to load the vehicles up into this vending machine thing. It's this big, tall tower deal. Uh, They maintain the machinery. They help out customers if they need it. And they will also deliver to you as well. And they can get just about any car you want. So if you want to go pick it up, they'll deliver it to you or... You can go pick it up, and they will cover up to $200 of your airplane ticket to fly you down to one of these closest cities. Let's say they would fly us down to Phoenix to go pick up our car, uh, and and then we can drive it back home. Wonderful. That's pretty convenient. Sounds great to me. Now, in Singapore, they have a 15-story luxury car vending machine filled with Porsches and Lamborghinis and Ferraris. It's it's specifically for Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump. Something like that. I the don't only think, customer. I don't think Don is going to be driving in a Lamborghini, though. That's true. I just don't, you know. Oh, unrelated. Drake. Drake would be great. For He's the Canadian? There. You knew that. I did not know that. He's Canadian. Uh, the only thing I really know about Drake is a performance on Saturday Night Live that I fast-forwarded past and uh, some weird meme about him like doing something in a box. Like yeah, in a yeah. some maybe okay. movie video thing no, or something good. where he's kind of like moving his arms. Yep. And yep, you summed up his career nicely. That's, uh, that's Saturday Night Live from performance that I fast-forwarded through in the video for Hotline Bling, and that's, that's all you need to know about Drake. That's that's pretty much all I got. Do you use Quora? Quora. It's an online thing. It's a website where you can ask just about any question. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? we've all used Quora, right? Most often, Quora comes up as a response for something that I Googled. Yeah. I didn't ask for Quora. I just wanted to Google it. Some people ask wildly odd questions in there. Because what happens is there are people out there in the wild of the Internet that, that watch this thing. And then when you ask a question, they will answer it for you. And there's some weird questions out there 
and some simple questions. And most people ask questions about what they can and cannot bring on an airplane or even just past security at an airport. Now, here are some recent examples of items that people have asked if they're okay to bring past security on Quora. Slime. Come on. Let the kids bring their slime on the plane. Citric acid. That's worse. Uh, an accordion. Pepper spray. Black petrol. Uh, I have no idea what that is. That is gas, right? I would think so. A coyote skull. Weed. Hair wax. And cornbread. You know, there's going to come a day before too long that you can bring weed on a plane. Probably. Legally. You can. You, I, I know you can bring cornbread on a plane. I don't know why you would fly anywhere with a skull of a coyote. Um, but hey, to each his own. It's America. Truth. Um, I do know that you can take twirling batons through security, but they did check our bags in Shreveport because they didn't know what all this metal was in our carry-on bag. It was all the uh, medals, so the girls did pretty well. They won one trophy, and they won like a bunch of these five, uh, like second, third, fourth place medals. Right. And they had they they're like a star looking thing, and so they're all jumbled together in the carry on. They they freaked out a little bit. They, they looked go, like a weapon. Yes, yeah, they exactly. looked like a giant metal weapon. Exactly. And so they wanted to get a, a closer inspection of that. Ugh. Now, of course, violating any TSA rule, you can get fined. You most likely miss your flight, so it's well worth checking beforehand to make sure that you're not going to get in trouble. So the TSA has a helpful what-can-I-bring search tool on their website to search before you pack uh, through your though, though your the final decision, really, at, at any airport is really with the TSA staff on site. They also accept pictures on their Instagram and Twitter feeds if you have a specific question about a specific item, and they're really good about getting back to people, and their Instagram feed is actually really good. Um, but here, because we, we, we always like to be helpful on the Driving You Crazy podcast. That's true. And here is a brief list of some of the weird stuff to carry on a plane and, and, and th- that is okay through the TSA or not okay through the TSA. And we'll do this by guide. How about We'll do it by animal, vegetable, mineral. <laughs> Most people get animal, vegetable, mineral, don't they? Yeah, I think so. But they understand that, right? All right, so we'll start with animal. Uh, you, you can bring your service animal there. Okay. Right? I saw, actually, we were coming from DIA at security, and this guy had a quote-unquote service dog. It was a pit bull. It was a full-on pit bull dog. Are you serious? In the security line, yeah. And then when we were on the plane, uh, there was this lady behind us with this tiny little chihuahua. Didn't make a peep, wouldn't know it's there unless you did, unless you looked at her holding this, this dog. But, yeah, she had her emotional support chihuahua with her. Anyway, huh. there isn't any specific information about coyote skulls, but antlers are good to go, which I'm surprised about because they can be quite sharp, and uh, they're big, and they can be quite dangerous. That's an understatement. I it, agree yes. with that. Uh, artificial skeleton bones are okay, too. Um, artificial ones. Artificial ones. Okay. Because if you have a real one, I think you'd need some kind of a medical waiver. Or an explanation. That, too. Yep. Um, but because they might come in handy for anatomy students, you see? Uh, bear spray and bear flares are no good. Good. No good. Good. You can check them, but you can't bring them on board. That's the way it works for the bear spray. Teddy bears and other stuffed animals are, are cleared to fly, but they must be a reasonable size. So you can't have anything that's a, as big as you. Because size matters, especially in the overhead bin. So really large stuffed animals should be checked with the airline as irregularly sized luggage if they can't fit in a suitcase. Fair enough. Okay. Fishing lures are cleared for takeoff. Uh, whether you check them or carry them on board. However, you should make sure that the large fish hooks are sheathed, wrapped, so basically wrapped, secured, packed into your luggage. Flies can go in the cabin with you, as you uh, as can your expensive fly fishing reels or the fragile tackle. Uh, you can have that packed in your carry-on bag. Okay. If you're diving for your catch, spear guns are okay in checked luggage only, not in the cabin. You cannot bring your... Underwater spears uh, Smart. In, the, in the cabin. Smart decision, I yes. think, by, by the TSA. A live lobster, your airline will decide whether they will allow fresh lobster to travel in the cabin with you, but you can check lobsters, live ones, as baggage. In fact, restaurant suppliers check lobsters and crabs for shipping to restaurants around the world all the time. Really? There are special, though, packing requirements so you have to call your airline to make sure you know what those are. And uh, lobsters, I do not believe, qualify 
as an emotional support animal. I am so I'm flying out to New England in September, and as you may or may not be aware, you can get a chicken lobster for three ninety nine a pound in Maine. There you go. You cannot do that in Denver. And so I am very much looking forward to calling my airline and saying, Hey, what is it gonna take for me to ship these lobsters back to Denver? Because you can't beat those prices, man. Like if I'm paying seven dollars for the tail of the lobster here and four dollars for the whole lobster in Maine, yep, bring it back with me. Now, can you because we did a story this morning about this whiskey that's from Maine, I believe. New Hampshire, beaver is flavored. It, yeah, the beaver one, where it has the yeah. um, yep. d- excretions yes. of it, a beaver. I think it it's is, like It the, is flavored with the secretion from the beaver's corseal cor, sac. But basically, isn't that the one in its yeah, it's right next backside? to the an, right next to the anal glands. But it, it tastes, <laughs> literally, I wrote the first story. That's why you guys ran it this morning. Uh the scientist that was interviewed for this particular article said she loves sniffing beaver butts because they smell so good like raspberry and vanilla, which is what this flavoring supposedly tastes like. I never knew. And they put it in a whiskey. Yes. Now, it's beaver-flavored whiskey. Since you're going to be back there in that Northeast in September, I, I, I don't know how much this whiskey costs, but I, I think I might send you... With, with a couple of bucks, just so you can bring some of it back. Ironically enough, uh, the woman that owns the Thai restaurant that I used to work for is collaborating with Tamworth Distiller, Distillery right now and just posted like this whole video series that she did with the same distillery that made the beaver-flavored vodka, or beaver-flavored bourbon. So what I'm trying to tell you is, I have an in. I have a source. Perfect! And we can make this happen. That's perfect. I will be giving you some money, <laughs> and then you will get me the bourbon, and bring it back, and then I will uh, share with the newsroom, and we will see how the uh, the beaver bourbon tastes. That bourbon, by the way, is called Ode Musk, which is ironic because Elon Musk is Canadian. It would have been the perfect voice. <laughs> <laughs> there is another Canadian. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you because I was trying to explain this to the to the to the anchors there, you know, to Molly and Nicole and everybody in the in at, at the post show meeting at seven. I said uh, they were talking about this, and I said, "Well, it's the gland. It's the same thing that happens. Like my my in laws' dog, their former dog. He used to ride, you know, rub its butt all the way on the carpet all the time, squeezing out the gland. Right, yep, yep, exactly. Yep. And then she would have to take my mother in law would have to take it to the vet to get that thing, you know, squeezed. And so that's basically what is going into your whiskey. Well, it is generally recognized as safe by the FDA. It is, in fact, used as flavoring and other." products that require artificial raspberry or vanilla sweetener and i would imagine if you actually had some of that liquid it would also have to be put in a clear plastic baggie to make it through the tsa beaver butt folks all right vegetable off of animal onto vegetable cornbread good news bread is cleared to carry on board as our most solid foods Uh, i can attest to that because we bring uh foods for the girls snacks and sandwiches sometimes those Uncrustables, mm. um, other kinds of snacks for the girls all the time on the airplane because it helps us out. Let me say to you, from all the other passengers in the world, do not be bringing any tuna fish sandwiches on the airplane. No, we haven't done that. One time when Gina and I were flying through Memphis, we uh, got on the plane and somebody had stopped at a barbecue spot there in the airport and brought the barbecue as a takeout in the airplane. And of course... I mean, it smells. It smells I mean, like barbecue. I, 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 yes, I like the smell of barbecue, but not on a three-hour flight. That one's kind of unfair. I brought. <laughs> you'll appreciate this. So I got a pizza at Mellow Mushroom, and I jumped on the old mall ride on the 16th Street Mall because I was bringing my pizza back to my house. And uh, the entire mall ride smelled like pizza. And if you're not familiar, for those of you outside of Colorado, there's a lot of uh, urban travelers that ride the old mall ride. And I could just feel their eyes watching me and my large cheese tomato basil pizza smelling all that mozzarella stinking up the bus wondering how much it would take to mug the scrawny kid (laughs) and run off with a large pizza funny about the mellow mushroom they opened one up uh down south they've closed it since yes but when i first went in there they go have you ever been a mellow mushroom before i said yeah i was at the original one in sandy springs when i grew up there they go really huh And they, 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 they think it's fascinating. They're like, oh, you, you haven't experienced the mellow, cush, the mellow culture yet? It's like, no, I, I lived in Savannah, Georgia. Everybody had mellow mushrooms. <laughs> uh, wedding cakes, um, they're okay, but um, it'd be tough to get them into the overhead bin, I would imagine. Right? Anything more than one layer, and I think you're in trouble. Quite messy if it would squeeze out of the box. Alcoholic beverages that are over 140 proof, including grain alcohol, and that 151 rum, yep. they are no good. You that, cannot carry them onto the plane. Yeah, because they're to. a weapon. Yes. 
They are. Well, even even alcohol up to that point. And and really, if I took the bottles of Jack Daniels, regular Jack Daniels or whatever, right? And you can get those, not the tiny, tiny ones that you get like yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. on the airplane. You get the little bigger ones that are the 50 milliliter ones, mm-hmm. right? You can take out that, or let's say it's a little vodka one. You, you put the grain alcohol in there. I, I'm not telling uh, terrorists anything they don't know, but they can bring, I, you can bring in a near fifth full of liquor in one of those, uh, if you cram them all well enough, into that Ziploc bag. I'll and that's plenty enough to start a big fire on an airplane. Oh, I wasn't thinking about it, starting a fire. I was just thinking, throw a cup full of grain alcohol in somebody's face, and you tell me it's not a weapon. That's, well, <laughs> there's that, too. There is that, too. Um, slime might be considered a gel, and citric acid, obviously, is a liquid. We haven't talked about this. Are your kids in the slime phase yet? No, they they do occasionally, like even uh, at this uh, birthday party, they bring home some party favors. Yep. And they, it's in that lip thing. It's like a, It looks like lips, and they pull off the top, and then it's got that, some are purple or green or whatever. There's that slime in there. So I'm going to clue you in now. If you wear contact lenses, watch that solution, because that contact lens solution is the primary ingredient in slime. And so if you notice that your contact lens solution bottle is just empty one day, it's your kid's fault. What what? What do they do with it? They so they mix a bunch of ingredients together, right? And I don't I'm not I'm not a slime expert, but I know a little bit about this. They take contact lens solution and a couple of other things and you mix it and it develops that slime consistency. And you can add different colors and sparkles and stuff to it and make it like different fancy kinds of slime. There's this whole video with Busy Phillips and Nick Cannon having a slime co- making competition that your kids have probably seen by now if they're on the YouTube's. My yeah, my kids are not on the YouTube's. That's good. Yeah. Keep them away from it because there are so many slime tutorials and it, we still make them just use uh, Kittle as their search engine. Oh wow! Yeah, Kittle is is good. Really, it's great. It's it's all safe. Uh, fertilizer, by the way, for all you farmers out there, uh, not good. You cannot carry it on the plane or in your checked baggage. Yeah, that that makes sense. That again, that is that is dangerous. Yes. Uh, let's go to mineral. Okay, we did the animal, vegetable, and now let's go to mineral. A uh, black petrol liquid, um, flammable, explosive. So that's no good. Obviously, banned on the planes. Below and above, all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few exceptions, like if you have a disposable lighter, uh, you can bring that on to the plane with you. But the TSA has a whole dedicated list uh, to individual flammable and explosive items that you can check out on their website. Hair wax qualifies as a paste, by the way. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so rules on liquids, gels, paste apply there, as do most cosmetics and beauty items, because... We had Gina's uh, stuff, some of her uh, in in the carry on. We had some l- nail polish and some lipstick, um, some of the ice, you know, the mascara, that sort of thing. So we had to just throw it into a bag. It's actually kind of funny. There was this woman. We're coming into Shreveport. Well, we're coming. We're so we landed at Shreveport. We're walking through the terminal. This airport is so tiny. We're walking right past the security. There's three security people there, and and there's really nobody going through security. I mean, they they have these small regional planes that carry forty or fifty people, and so maybe a couple of people through security at a time. Well, there's one woman. So the security person has this bag open, this this you know regular suitcase open, and she, I kid you not, she's there and she says. Oh, am goodness. This woman brought her entire bathroom with her. Oh, <laughs> And it was okay. not in, like nothing was in bags. Everything was just thrown in, thrown into the, that's, into the luggage. That's Shreveport glamorous right there. Never flown on a plane, has no idea about the packing rules, but knows that she needs to look pretty when she gets to Las Vegas. So that's she packs right. the whole damn thing. She did. And so th- she had a rude awakening when it came to trying to get through ser- security. That's the same woman who only brought one change of clothes. So it's going to be an exciting two weeks. Uh, accordions are musical instruments, and they are they have required special screening. Um, but otherwise, they're okay. Even if they're in a checked bag, they have special screening. Um, some instruments can be carried on board, but brass instruments must be packed in check, checked luggage, so you can't bring your trumpet on the plane. I don't know anything about music. Uh, would that include, like, a flute? Uh, a flute is a woodwind. Okay. Um, 
So probably I would say you would have to call the TSA on Well, that. in any sort of drum, right? I would yeah. think that they would have to do a because screen on that. Because it's a size that. requirement yeah. there, Well, too. not only that, but, I mean, a drum is an object that you can put other objects into, and that is yeah. typically what TSA is trying to avoid. Yes. Uh, obviously, weapons are a problem on, on planes. Uh, there are specific rules for what is permitted and what's not, obviously. Uh, so lightsabers, um, they're not on the list, so I guess they should be fine. What do you think? I mean, you're the expert here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lightsabers only, are maybe maybe the lack of technology to create a li- actual lightsaber. Only one of us has been seen down. by millions of people swinging a lightsaber on the Denver Seven <laughs> Studio. And here's a spoiler: wasn't me. I wasn't invited to that video shoot. <laughs> that was pretty fun. You weren't in the newsroom when we were doing that. No, you weren't. I was nowhere to be seen in that video. Although Kevin Krug's big bald head. Shout out Kevin Krug. Where are you, man? Um, his he made an appearance. Oh yes, he did. He said he was not happy watching you and Lisa run around the newsroom for two hours. You were very distracting. We were very distracting, and all everybody in the newsroom had to be very quiet. They had to just pretend that they did not see us doing what we were doing. And Lisa, being Lisa, she was trying to honestly just beat the hell out of me. And she broke two of those lightsabers. Two of them. She broke them. These plastic. I mean, she she. Oh, it was fun though. It was fun. That's beautiful. It was enjoyable. Anyway, so there you go. There's your, there's your list of stuff you should and should not bring onto the airplane, courtesy of animal, vegetable, and mineral. Right. And also don't allow Lisa to hit you with a lightsaber because you might break it. Exactly right. Well, thanks again. You can always reach out to us uh, on the interwebs of whatever sort. Uh, give us a rating. Give us a comment. Give us a something. We're on YouTube now. Right. Please give us a rating. Don't bother tweeting at me. I don't check my Twitter anymore. You don't? Uh, I don't. I deleted the app from my phone a month ago, and it's been really great. My wife says it's the strangest stand I've ever taken, but it feels so good. Yeah. You know what? Because I, I, I had to get uh, I, my wife's old – anyway. So uh, on my <laughs> my phone, uh, my old new phone. My I don't new know old, what part of the story we're not getting. But my sure. new old phone. Anyway, I haven't put Facebook on there. Oh, that's good. I have it on my work phone, so I can still get it if I need to mobile, but I don't have it on my phone, which is great. Long story short, if you need to get a hold of us, write us a letter. That might that might be the best option. 123 Spirit Boulevard, Denver, Colorado, 80203. Three. There you go. Perfect. Uh, thanks again for being here. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jason Luber, the traffic guy. I'm pedestrian advocate Joseph Peters. And Canadian advocate Joseph Peters. Oh, we left off Avril Lavigne. Oh, we did. We did. Well, there's another one. Be safe, and as always, happy motoring.